0: Welcome back to the ACC, guys. It's the picks Pod. I'm Mike. That's Steve. That's me, the better That's one. That's right. Exactly. I say all the bullshit. He actually does the research for it, so you know he's somewhat right. It's been pretty crazy. It's been pretty awesome. We got the Week 13 picks coming up. A lot of big matchups for the ACC, important matchups for the ACC coming up this week. But before we get into that, what a wild weekend. Week 12 was in college football. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, how just unravel that thing. Yeah, Michigan barely winning by a field goal. I mean, Ohio State looked like they were struggling for a minute there against Maryland. I mean, it's just, honestly, it was almost like the perfect storm to help out Clemson with getting back into it, at least getting into the conversation of the playoffs. Uh, like, it just, it, it was insane. And let's not forget the biggest thing. South Carolina, Spitzer Rattler for Heisman. I'm telling you, <laughs> <Spitzer Adler. laughs> I mean, he went off. He was throwing dimes. He actually looked like he deserved to be a five-star coming out of high school. Haven't seen that since, you know, watching QB1. Uh, but, you know, in all seriousness, like, that was a crazy, that I was not, I wasn't expecting Tennessee yeah. to lose like that. And on top of that, you lose Hooker. So, Tennessee's out. And uh, USC does pull out a win, though. So, now they're number four looking in. Uh, and, and the, uh, you know, here soon,
1: they're about to release it. So, while we're doing this podcast, uh, they're about to release the poll. So, we'll find out uh, not, not long from yeah. now when uh, they release it, where the new rankings and whereby it falls. I can't wait because I really want to see where FSU falls in these new polls. Because, uh, God, we keep creeping up, and, man, we keep creeping up. Who knows? If FSU can beat up on the Gators impressively, and then certain things go their way with people in front of them, and then they go to a big bowl game and beat somebody that's that's ahead of them, they could possibly finish this year in the top ten of the rankings. And at the beginning of the year, no one, Would have thought FSU could do that, and if FSU could do that and finish that strong, these flips that we're starting to see from Florida State getting, uh, they could be it could get crazier, and it could be a fun recruiting coverage. I cannot wait until we start diving into recruiting because it's it's already starting to get exciting.
0: And man, once the season ends, it's it's really gonna get good. Yeah, yeah. With that, I mean, just speaking of recruiting, huge flip. For the ACC, especially for Florida State, Brock Glenn flips from Ohio State to Florida State. Yep. That's that's a huge change, and uh, really shows what's going on. There might be it might be pretty competitive conference in the future. Uh, Clemson can keep it up. And Florida State start building up again. We we might be having some fun. Uh, and honestly, right you know, rough draft of the of recruiting. I haven't dove in
1: completely in the numbers, but uh, just rough draft. Looking at it, there's a possibility for four to five ACC teams to finish in the top 15 in recruiting. Yeah. And so with that being a possibility, this could be a strong finish for the ACC if they can wrap it up in recruiting to get that many teams up there will be huge. Um, honestly. If Miami has a huge turnover that they could have and they have a bunch of guys into the portal, remember this whole new rule change that, uh, you don't have to stop at, you know, the 25 scholarships you can keep offering. If as long as you don't fill up your 85 man roster. Yeah. So this could be huge. If Miami loses 15 or more guys and they could go out and get that many in this recruiting class, by default just by picking up a lot of players the way those rankings work it's going to boost them towards the top they might end up being you know the top class because they'll end up with 35 40 commitments
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean just numbers alone are going to get that yeah. and i mean you you know, like i said it's it was just a crazy weekend of college football tennessee's out now you have honestly it feels like this michigan ohio state matchup is more important than ever before because i don't know Out of whichever team loses that game, I don't know if that other team makes it back into the conversation of being in the playoff. Well, I can
1: easily answer that for you. If it's Michigan, no. If Michigan loses, they have the worst strength of schedule out of anybody else we're talking about going to the playoffs. So they're eliminated. They're done. Yeah. Uh, But as much fun as it is to talk about these scenarios— Let's get into this weekend because yeah. right now I'm sitting at 22 and 10 against the spread <laughs> and I'm yeah. sitting at 23 and nine on straight picks, man. I'm feeling it. I've been doing good. I've been on a roll this year. So uh, I want to see how I can finish it up with these ACC games this weekend. I oh, well, we got yeah. eight games because uh, they did cancel the Virginia, Virginia tech game. And, uh, you know, in honor of the, the players whose lives were lost I respect that decision. And, yeah. uh, it is That is something that, you know, if you don't feel like you're can respectfully um, do something that would honor them uh, by playing that game, then it is best for the university and for the program to just yeah. go ahead. And in this year, uh, neither Virginia or Virginia tech are eligible for a bowl game. So it is a situation where Virginia, for Virginia that gives them a good chance to recoup and, and just go into next year, give them time to just, you know, to everything heal. To heal.
0: Yeah, from yeah. The, I mean, from the shooting and the tragic event that took place. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes it's just, it's bigger than the game, right? Yeah. And the game's not everything. Sometimes it's best not to have it. Football can heal, uh, but it can also cause much unnecessary stress. So it's nice to see both teams agreed to it. They decided to cancel it and just, just give them the time. It's not going to affect anything for those teams. Neither one of them was going to come close to making a bowl. So it it is important. Get those players time. That is that's something very difficult to go through. Uh, just dealing with loss period and the amount like having that camaraderie and brotherhood yeah. and everything else You're around these guys all the time. So it kind of makes sense. But let's go ahead and get into the picks. We're starting off on Friday at 3.30 p.m. We have NC State versus North Carolina. And at first, I was going to say, you know what? NC State struggling on offense. <laughs> North Carolina's offense is just too, like Drake May is just having the year of his life. Um, you know, oh man, this isn't going to happen. But then after seeing what Georgia Tech did, and knowing that NC State's defense is definitely better than Georgia Tech's defense. Yes. And just hands down if they can replicate that, if they can slow down this North Carolina offense, now granted, it wasn't all Georgia techs defense. I think they messed with Drake may a lot and made him look more like a freshman because he's only a redshirt freshman, right? But I, there was also some big plays. I mean, you look at the end of the game, their chance to actually win it. I still it. I mean, Josh downs wide open going into the end zone like that. (laughs) <laughs> that that was just that just sums up how that game went. I was say, to State. Carolina.
1: NC State needed some help. Oh, I'm sorry, um, North Carolina. Carolina needed some help. I mean, they, I mean, you're not going to expect that situation where North Carolina, you know, you're going to have downs, drop a wide open pass. Yeah, like so that. That's not going to happen all the time. And yeah. then, but this is a great thing is this is a rivalry game, and uh, yeah. yes, NC State's coming in more. Sp- still questionable that's another one of those things is does Morse play or does he not play if Morse plays I think NC State covers this game um with it being a six and a half point spread but you know without him playing Finley's been playing good he played good against Louisville and I was impressed by the way he played against Louisville but if I have to go ahead and like pick this game it's so hard because I like sit there and I'm I was going back and forth on it, Yeah. and uh, honestly, I was like, I still think, just because of North Carolina's defense, it's not a great defense. NC State doesn't run the ball well, but I think it's a bad defense. You can always run the ball. Yeah. And uh, Finley looked good throwing the ball. I mean, in that the game last week, he got the ball down the field. So... And that was against a tough Louisville defense. North Carolina's defense is tough. So if Finley can get the time to throw like he did, um, like he couldn't get against Louisville, he showed the ability to get the ball down the field and make some plays. So even if Morris doesn't play, I think NC State makes this game close. It's going to be a close game. They cover the six and a half. I don't think they win the game though. I think North Carolina wins and North Carolina wins the way they went won most of their games. It's gonna be close. They win it probably by a field goal. Yeah. Like I mean it's gonna be come down to, you know, them probably scoring a late touchdown or them just hanging on because uh NC State misses a field goal or something. But it's gonna be a close game. I just don't think that North Carolina can cover the six and a half. Uh they've had issues covering all year. I just don't think they can cover that. And uh more importantly, though, I think they still at least get the win, which is good for North Carolina. Finish up the season strong. Now go into the ACC title game and uh, play Clemson, yeah. and uh, which helps Clemson. Clemson doesn't
0: want them to lose this game. They lose this game, and it really hurts. Uh, Clemson yeah, yeah. You want You definitely want an eight-win North Carolina team going into this game, uh, like going into the ACC championship, makes it look a lot better. Um, And plus, it's a good defense. This is a chance for Drake May to turn it back around, to change the conversation. Because other Heisman candidates didn't have a great day either on this past Saturday. I mean, everybody just looked meh. So, yeah, he didn't throw a single touchdown pass. Uh, He got harassed by Georgia Tech's defense quite a bit. But if you can turn it around and actually show some offense and really move that ball against NC State's defense, like that could help you. Um, I'm not sure quite sure how that's going to happen. I mean, it could have just been a down game for the wide receivers with North Carolina because they were struggling. Um, So my pick for the game is going to be North Carolina as well. And I think, uh, you know, I'm going to shoot for it. I think North Carolina covers. I think a touchdown does decide this game either way. So, I, I, I think North Carolina can cover the six and a half. <laughs> you need some help catching me anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I got a later start. Okay,
1: <laughs>
0: last week was a great week. I had a bear week.
1: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but you know, that brings us to our next matchup, which you know, all bias aside, still it is our team. And it does excite us to talk about the fact that Florida State, Florida rivalry, here we go. Uh, yeah. Both teams not actually playing each other just to get into a bowl game because, uh, you know, we're both not playing well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, Florida's not playing great. They're coming off a loss to Bandy. Yeah. And uh, they are the worst team in the country on brush defense. Um, well, sorry, not the worst. They did improve a little. So they're, they're one of the worst. They're still in the 120s. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, they are the worst team in the country though at uh, third down percentage. I mean, they let their defense that's just almost anybody complete on third down, which is not yeah. good. Going against a team that you're, you're going against an FSU team that averages fifty one percent completion rate on yeah. third down. So this is an FSU team has been in getting better. You know, we've talked about it. The power ring is a lot. And that's one of the things we talk about a lot in the power rankings is we talk about the fact that Florida State's the most balanced team in the ACC. That's why they keep moving up in the rankings. That's why that's solid number two. And they're there for that main reason, is their offense passing and running the ball has been so balanced. And their defense is starting to play great. Uh, This is an FSU team that, at all phases of the game, should outplay Florida. Uh, They're favored by nine and a half. And this is a situation where I've taken FSU to cover. I'm taking the nine and a half and okay. I'm taking FSU to win because hands down, yeah. we should cover this. We should yeah. run the ball down their throat. They're like I said, they're bad at running the ball. They're bad at protecting their quarterback too. I forgot to mention that. We, yeah. we, we just come after we're gonna come after a quarterback. So I yeah. mean this, really there's no good stats for Florida here.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean my take on the game is This is definitely, I agree that it is a game that Florida State should win and should cover with. And I really want to go with that. There's one issue that has existed with Florida State's defense, and that's running quarterbacks. This is probably the most physical, most athletic running quarterback they've gone against all season. And we have seen some issues. We've talked about it, and I'm sure other people have seen it. The defensive ends at Florida State don't do very good contain, which is part of the reason why they struggle so badly. Yeah. And this is a physical quarterback you're going against. And it's a rivalry game. With that being said, Florida's defense is a stopping much. And there is a way to get around that. If you like, look at the Vandy game last week against Florida, Vanderbilt was like, hey, throw against us. Just please throw against us. They threw everything into the box. To prevent them from running. And you know what? It hurt Florida's offense badly. Now, granted, Vanderbilt did need help with, you know, their long snapper scoring a touchdown on a muff punt. But, like, it just, there were some things that went their way. But that's how they stopped that Florida offense. So, even though it may sound like I'm going to pick Florida to cover, I'm not. I'm not picking Florida to cover. Florida State's going to win. Florida State's going to cover the 9.5. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State wins this 5-3 scores. Um, not like a full 21. I also wouldn't be surprised if she wins it by 10 and you know, yeah. that, we barely hit the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like barely hit the cover, yeah. So moving on, we have another ACC-SEC matchup. One team coming off of just a phenomenal stomping of a team that had high hopes coming into the season. And I'm not talking about Clemson beating Miami. I'm talking about South Carolina just putting it on Tennessee. I mean, what was it, 63 points in the end? Um, I'm to stop watching after he got in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> and then <and laughs> Hooker got hurt. Once he got yeah. hurt, I was like, okay, this – yeah. No point watching this one anymore. Yeah, and mind you, if if you're hearing that Hendon Hooker got hurt, he got hurt in the fourth beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it's not like he wasn't there for a the majority of the game. That's how South Carolina ran the score up. South Carolina was already up by two plus scores. And he got hurt. And that's just like an insult to injury. I don't know. I think it was actually yeah. three scores before he got hurt even. I think, uh, I they think it was up, still two. I, I think, think they, they just up, scored.
1: No, I think they went up by three scores at one point. Oh, uh, okay. Before he got hurt. like uh, Okay, yeah. It was, uh, it was earlier on, but yeah. that was part of before he got hurt. So, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely his injury wasn't a key factor. But the key factor for South Carolina is this is a team that they've given up. You know, they give up about 240 yards on the ground. You know, the last couple of times they've played some teams. So, they're not a good team against the run. And, uh... You know, so they're a team that they struggle with it. So going into that game, that's what Tennessee should have done, is attack their defense, and they didn't. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee tried to stick to what they do, and South Carolina matched them with it and beat them. So yeah. this is a situation where going against Clemson, though, it's good to do from Beast. Can, can South Carolina pull the back-to-back upsets, yeah. knock off two teams going to the playoffs to finish their season? That would be huge for them. But, I, you know... It's a tough one. Clemson's favored by fourteen, and uh, honestly, I think Clemson has the team to win this game. But man, that spread—oh, uh, <laughs> it's so hard for me. But you know, I'm taking Clemson on the—I'm sorry—the fourteen and a half point spread, and uh, I'm taking Clemson to cover the fourteen and a half and win the game. I think South Carolina-Tennessee game was a little bit of you know, an illusion to what South Carolina really is. I know this is a robbery game, and DJ hasn't looked great, but a one, like I said, one thing South Carolina does is worse than Florida even when it comes to rush defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that Clemson will give them a heavy dose of Shipley, and that's and what and they DJ. love to do. And, and DJ. DJ. Yeah, they'll run DJ yeah. too. And when they're doing that, they're hard to beat. They can run up the score on you quick because they are not scared to just run the ball at you. And if if you're going to give it to them, they're going to take it. So I think that'll be the key in that game. I, th- I think Clemson wins this one going away.
0: They're going to pick that up easy. Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I I'm going to go ahead and agree on you on that. I'm not even going to try and pepper it or anything. Look, it was a good win for South Carolina at home, but you're just they're just not going to beat Clemson like you said. They give up too many rushing yards. And Clemson, that's probably one of the most solid things they have. I mean, when we talk about Clemson's offense, one of the things I like to mention, not much of wide receiver in a sense of just nobody stepped up at wide receiver yet. You still got DJ and they've started running DJ more and more, especially on like short yardage situations. They're running him more and more. And that's just going to tear down that South Carolina defense. And on top of that, Spencer Rattler played the game of his life. And I don't see him repeating that. Not against his Clemson defense. That Clemson defense, this is like night and day, okay? You just went up against Tennessee defense that actually had injuries, so it was even worse than before. Like, Tennessee has North Carolina syndrome right now. Yes. Like, it is just not a good defense. They're not stopping anybody. So their offense has to score. Clemson depends on their defense to stop people because their offense can barely score. They do. But even then, they can still put up the points necessary. So, yeah, Clemson covers. Clemson covers, Clemson wins, and, you know, the SEC starts it off being 0 and 2 against the ACC. I like that. I like that. Now, like that. now the next game, the next 12 o'clock game, this might be a different story. Okay, we have Georgia Tech versus Georgia, and Georgia is a 35 and a half point favorite to a 36 and a half point, depending on where you look at. We'll go with the 35 and a half point yeah, that's right. favorite. Um, yes, Georgia Tech, you just got a massive win against North Carolina. Definitely a better offense than what you're going to face with Georgia. But Georgia has, they got them dogs. You know what I'm saying? They got them dogs on defense. Uh, just to take no that from a few people. Yeah, no one intended. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. they they They're just a good defense. They play solid football all the way around. Georgia's probably been the most complete team throughout the entire season. Now, I know they struggled against Kentucky, but... Well, they struggled in a couple games. Yeah, they struggled in a couple of games. Uh, Bennett Stetson Bennett looked like the Stetson Bennett that we've seen in the past. He didn't look like Stetson Bennett started out this season. It looked like a pretty good quarterback. It surprised me. I was like, this man's going to prove me wrong this year, but he's taken a step back in recent weeks. I think a lot of teams are trying to figure it out that, you know, those tight ends are really important to that offense. So it's curious to see like Georgia tech came in with a good plan against North Carolina. They might come in with another good plan here. So surprise, surprise. I'm picking Georgia tech to cover, not to win. Uh, Georgia is still going to win the game. I think Georgia tech can cover 35 and a half. I think they can do it. I
1: I agree. I, I think it's just too much of a spread for Georgia. Yeah. Um, and I will take – I'm taking Georgia Tech to cover as well. I think it's a late cover. It's, it's one of those situations where, you know, this game will be closer than people think. Mm. And the uh, main reason why is, like you said, Georgia Tech's coming off not just that upset of North Carolina – their defense coordinator had an amazing game plan, and his stunts that he ran yeah. is what confused and made Drake Megan be frustrated all game long. He constantly ran those stunts, looking, and it came from different directions. never came from the same place. At one point, I remember seeing the defensive tackle on this side loop all the way around, and the defensive end crashed down, and the other defensive tackle loop this way and that was the stunt they ran and the dude come all the way around outside and got pressure from Drake May from behind I mean it was just stuff like that Georgia Tech defensive coordinator had an amazing game plan and he just kept confusing Drake May because it was never the same stunt it was like he called every stunt you could possibly call in football in one game and and maybe even created a few more he just he did everything he could threw everything at him but the kitchen sink and it was a great game and I think that Georgia has its vulnerabilities And the reason why is their receivers don't win battles. And something that Georgia Tech did in this game is they played a lot of one-on-one, including one-on-one with downs sometimes, and they were winning it. And and so their corners can play good enough to play one-on-one. Here's my thing. The way you beat Georgia or a way you keep Georgia close is you have to be able to double-team their tight ends because those are their weapons. Yeah. Make the receivers beat you one-on-one. And if you do that, they might have a shot. That's why I think they cover, because their defensive coordinator is really good. Georgia Tech, if you watch them this year, their defensive coordinator comes up with great gameplay. Unfortunately, they're just not the team that can execute it all the way. And, uh, I mean, even the Clemson game, you look at it when Sims, before Sims got hurt, that up until the third quarter when Clemson just started blowing that game out, they were there. They yeah. had a shot. And it, and the defensive coordinator had a good gameplay that confused D.J., so, I mean, not that it's that hard. But yeah. at the same time, their defensive quarter has shown all year that he has that ability to confuse people and frustrate people. And, uh, and I think that he can do that with Stetson Bennett and this Georgia offense, which has shown kinks in the armor this year. Everybody says that they're the most complete team, but I still feel like this is not – there's no team to be in college football that is the team that you can just hang your hat on and be like, they're going to win it all. And actually be confident. Mm. Even Georgia. I'm not confident that Georgia could because, like I said, that's the weaknesses I've seen. And teams that have done that against Georgia, they're not even that good. Missouri, they did that against Georgia. They doubled the tight ends. They left the one, the receivers one-on-one. And they won the battles. <laughs> and they ended up all, you know, keeping that game closer to where it was and almost pulled a huge upset. So yeah. if they could do it, Georgia Tech definitely could execute it. Like I said, Georgia wins the game, but I still think that's just way too many points. Yeah, I'm taking them to cover because it's one of those things like Georgia's in the playoffs no matter what. They don't have to win pretty to get in. They're in. No.
0: Yeah. Just I win. mean, yeah, you just got to, all they got to do is win it. And uh, so with that being said, before we move on to the next couple of matchups, we're kind of like halfway through on our picks. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button, hit that like, and don't forget to leave a comment because that's always fun too. Okay. And you made it this far, you better keep on watching because there's more to come, okay? And uh, if you're listening to us in a podcast as well, please leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment. Leave us your comment on the game. And uh, give us your own pick. That'd be pretty fun, right? Yeah, yep. I like it. Works for me. And if you're on any other podcast, please still leave a review, you know? Let us know how we're doing. At least for the most part, Okay. We we'll even take troll comments at this point. <laughs> Not really. So yeah, but moving back into the picks, Don't we have challenge on Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> moving, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so moving back into the picks, we have Louisville versus Kentucky, and this might be an interesting matchup. And I think, I think the, uh, I think Vegas kind of thinks the same thing. Oh right man. Yeah, like this is it's, it's a two and a half point spread, which this is a game where at this point the season hasn't went
1: for one team the way they hoped it would. Yeah. Kentucky, their season is just not going the way they thought it was gonna go. And then for Louisville, due to injuries, it probably hasn't went the way Louisville fans thought it should have went. But at the same time, They actually have played really well. We talked about in our power rankings, they're number three in our power rankings. We did. Yeah. And uh, they're solid number three. They've been there for a while. And they're doing it mostly because of their defense. And uh, that's something big for this game. Kentucky has struggled over the last couple games protecting the quarterback. And Louisville at one point led the nation in sacks. And they're going to come after Kentucky. So uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Kentucky quarterback and there's going to be a lot of pressure on Kentucky. Um, it's going to be hard for them to run the ball. And you know, like I said, passing is really going to be a timing issue thing for them. And on top of that is, uh, Kentucky themselves. They don't run the ball extremely well. Uh, so there is something that, you know, and they don't play as strong a defense as what you're used to seeing in SEC team play against the run. And that's Louisville strength. Louisville loves to run the ball. So, Honestly, when I saw the spread and saw it was plus three and a half, Louisville, I can't help it. I sat there and said, you know, I'm jumping on that. I'm taking Louisville and a rivalry plus three and a half because they should feel like they're the better team coming into this game. Oh yeah, but it is a rivalry game and it's going to be close and there's going to be emotions involved. So that's the things you can't take into effect. You know, we could go with the stats all day. The stats say Louisville's going to win this game, and uh, and they'll easily cover. So that's what I'm going to go with. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it is a rivalry game. This is a chance for Kentucky to bounce back from how their season is starting to fall here at the end and get a solid win against your rival.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you just play a tough game against Georgia. I mean, they were kind of in that game score wise. Uh, I don't think Georgia was ever in. I don't think Georgia was ever going to lose that game. No, but <laughs> I mean, Kentucky had a chance at some point to make something miracle happen. Uh, I mean, Levitz is a Levis is a NFL build for a quarterback. I just don't think he's played that way yet. In my opinion, for Kentucky. Uh, I just think Louisville's defense is too much for Kentucky. And honestly, I don't see the reasoning behind them being favored. I think what that probably is coming into is, you know, Cunningham might not be playing. And that's a huge difference for me with Louisville. But I'm still going to take the chance. I still think that that Louisville defense is going to get after it. They're probably going to cause some turnovers. And you know what? Even even a backup, given the right kind of field position, is going to be able to get you in position to score points and win the game. Okay. And I think Louisville is just, they're playing really good football right now. And Kentucky just isn't. Kentucky has not... Shown me anything this entire season uh, that makes me think that they can win this game, and uh, so yeah, Louisville's going to cover. Louisville's going to win, and the ACC is going to be three and one against the SEC, possibly even four. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not going to be possibly four enough. Georgia Tech's not winning, but <laughs>
1: hey, uh, the way this college football has been crazy, uh, I've seen crazier things. Yeah. But, Will
0: it happen? No, no, probably no, not. no not probably, probably, not. probably not. Yeah.
1: So, but gonna, if it does, that defensive coordinator for Georgia Tech will instantly. Because if they do that, it would be because of him. Yeah, he's getting, yeah, instantly. Give <laughs> that man the award for top assistant yeah. in college football. Like, yeah, there's no balls. even vote. Don't even vote at that point. Just yeah. walk just, the trophy to the guy and be like, "You, you earned, this. Yeah, you yeah, earned yeah. it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Kirby Smart's <laughs> going to walk across the
0: field, and start offering him some money. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He'll try to hire him. <laughs> yeah, you, just, just you know, it's not that many miles from Atlanta. Okay, let's come over to Athens. <laughs> uh, let's uh, go ahead and go <laughs> to the next matchup, though. Um, getting away from some of the rivalries
1: outside of the conference, let we'll back to another rivalry inside the conference. Yeah, which is the three thirty matchup between Wake and Duke, and uh, this this game actually has some big implications. There's some big storylines going in this game. Wake's favored by three and a half, and uh, the storylines for this game is that Sam Hartman needs five touchdowns to break the ACC record for touchdowns, uh, and so passing touchdowns. So. Yeah. He could be the leader By the time uh, Everything's all said and done He could be the leader In the ACC Historically Um but that's a tough test to ask against a Duke defense that's going to get after them. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun game. It's a good chance for Duke to finish strong. And you know Mike Elko is going to have these guys ready, especially if that Pit debacle, I mean, it was on the road. It was a tough game. Yeah. They got they got the turnovers. They just didn't score off those turnovers to beat Pitt. And that was the problem in that game, uh, even though the finish still was crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. at one point it's – fourth and goal from the 18, and they somehow hit a wide-open receiver because somehow Pitt forgets to cover somebody on fourth and, eight, fourth and goal for the 18 at the end of the game. Like, yeah, like. yeah. It's, that's Pitt. That's Pitt defense, though. We'll that's get true. to them shortly. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, Duke, though, they're still playing a good game. They're still in it. And uh, honestly, I like Duke at home. So I'm going to take Duke plus the three-and-a-half And I'm going to take Duke to win this game. So I'm taking another dog to win. I'm going to take Duke to upset Sam Hartman and to end off his season, but
0: end strong for Duke. You stole my thunder. You know that, right? (laughs) this This was going to be my game where I was just like, I'm throwing it out there. This is the crazy pick for the day. And you're like, no, 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 no. I will take the extra loss in my picks just to make sure you don't get this one on me because <laughs> I, I think it can happen I don't I don't I'm not sure like I gave Wake Force defense props in the power rankings but I'm not sure if they can stop Riley Leonard I don't no. think they can do to Riley Leonard what Pitt did and he still put up points and he did over what was it over 200 passing yards against Duke's defense and there were some drop passes for him. yeah yeah so he's developing each week and honestly Mike Elko I think he can come out with a defensive plan because we've been shown multiple times this year that if you play a certain way, if you can execute a certain defense against Sam Hartman and frustrate him, he will make mistakes. He will throw picks. And I don't think that's completely out of the way. I think if you can frustrate him early and put him back in that mindset, he gets frustrated easily and he starts making more and more mistakes. And I think that's the key to Duke. I think you get after it. And I think Ray Leonard keeps it on the ground, so you don't have to worry about it. You can control the game. And I think I like it. Duke, I like it. I think you can take this and right, win it. So, so bonus pick.
1: Over-under on Sam Harmon getting his four touchdowns in this game.
0: I thought it was five.
1: Well, he needs five to break the record, but I'm just going to give you over-under a four. Meaning that if he gets over his four, he breaks the record. So I under it, he
0: doesn't. <laughs> so you want like three and a half or you want like four and a half?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm saying
0: the oh, over yeah. under is four. Okay.
1: So either he breaks the record or he doesn't break the record. What, what do you think? What do you push it for? He could push
0: it. Anyways, for Samantha. but he, was, uh, <laughs> but the push doesn't win. The, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't win, it, doesn't doesn't win it, it for him. Okay. I got you. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think, he, uh, yeah, ooh, that's a tough one because I don't know. I don't know if you can keep him from scoring four touchdowns, but I mean, it's possible. I don't think they've been held to less than four touchdowns this year, have they? He's yeah. had a couple rough games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it could be, you know, his running backs could end up punching him. He, he, yeah, he it's true. It it's true. Uh, You know what? I think he can still get the over, but I think Duke can... Well, actually, if Duke's going to win this game, he has to be under. So if I'm calling Duke to win, then he's going to have to be under that amount. And it's possible. I mean, with Leonard controlling the game, if they can actually... If Duke can run the ball with Leonard and control the game, then he's not going to have as many times to do that. But then again, it's an explosive wake offense, so it generally just takes a single play for him to score. Uh, So we'll see what happens. But I'll take the under.
1: Since you took the under, and it's a bonus, it doesn't go against the spreads. So I'll go ahead and I'll play devil's advocate. I'll go for the over because, honestly, at the end of the day, I think it'll end up being a push. (laughs) I think he'll hit four and just basically tie the record and not beat it. So uh, I'll take the over, and maybe he gets that one extra touchdown pass, and uh, he breaks the record. But I still think Duke wins the game. It's one of those things where, unfortunately – not yeah. so fast. Dude, dude's got you here. They, they, yeah. They're they going to play better defense, and they're going to run the ball, control the clock, and that's the things that frustrate Wake down the stretch. Uh, they played a banged-up Syracuse team. is the only reason why they came back in that second half. You fall down to Duke that much, Duke's going to blow you out. So yeah. that's,
0: a, that's another thing for Wake. So just not enough faith in Wake. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to softball it for me and ask if I would take the over-under at 67. I was like, I'm definitely taking the under because I picked Duke to win. <laughs> but uh, next game on the slate, we actually have Syracuse and Boston College. Now you pay attention to the uh, to our power rankings. These are two of the bottom teams, definitely the two bottom teams in the Atlantic. Uh, Syracuse started off hot. They they were playing really good football. Just, they, they were looking like they were going to be a team to compete, if not win the Atlantic with the way they were playing. But injuries got in the way, which is affecting depth, and they just they have not found a rhythm. It looked like they were going to do it against Wake last week, and it just fell apart. This is your chance with Boston College, right? You're a 10.5, or is it 9.5? Is a, a n- 9.5 nine point favorite. <coughs> um... So, I think you can cover that. You should. If, you know, Schrader's looking a lot healthier now. This is a Boston College defense. It really isn't going to do a whole lot. And offensively, they could do some things. But I think Syracuse has the defense early on to give them that. So, I will pick Syracuse to cover and win this game.
1: Well, Syracuse, like I said, of the season 6-0. And uh, things were rolling for them. And then the injury bugs started hitting after they had some close losses. Yeah. Uh, they played some good, tough games. They were physical, and uh, it took its toll on them. And now they're sitting with so many injuries that, like I said, weight. That's why they pulled that game off last week. And they just wore them down towards the end. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where because of that, you know, they started 6-5. and five. Looks like they're going to finish 6-6 six and six as a... Uh, if they lose this game, but I'm not taking them lose. I'm not going to take them lose. I'm taking Boston College to cover, though. I think Boston College will cover the nine and a half. Um, head show has shown that you know if they're not playing Notre Dame or a team that really go after him, he could get the ball down the field. And all the injuries Syracuse has in their secondary, flowers. And Reed, They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a big day. So, he's got the receivers that can get the ball downfield for him. Boston College will keep this game close, especially in the fourth quarter. They might even pull the upset. Um, I'm not gonna pull the trigger on it and call the upset for them, but they might just pull the upset in them for them because this is their bowl game. They don't have another game after this. So, but I'm, I'm just gonna take Syracuse to still win the game. I think Syracuse holds on. They get that big win to stop stop the bleeding going into their bowl game. So. They can at least be seven to five, head into a bowl game, and you know, build from there. I mean, with all the injuries they have, that's that's the best you can hope for if you're Syracuse, and uh, you know, hopefully they get a favorable matchup in a bowl game. Because honestly, with all the injuries they have, it's it's <laughs> they're not going to match up well with any other team. Uh, there's a lot of teams that just it's just going to be a, a ma- night matchup
0: nightmare for them. Yeah, yeah, um, and we'll we'll. Uh, We may be doing some bull predictions. So we'll we'll wait on that one. But we have our final one here. And you want to talk about upset alert. I'm joking. I'm not even going to get into that right now. But we have Pitt versus Miami. Pitt is favored by six and a half. Uh, And honestly, from what I've seen from Miami, it looked like Miami was going to try and gain some life against Clemson. And Clemson instantly shut it down. Uh you get multiple turnovers and you don't really do much with it either. What was it three turnovers and only got a single touchdown off of it? I think is what happened with Miami. Yeah, um three turnovers, seven yeah, points. Yeah, seven points. Like that just you can't you can't keep playing ball like that. And Miami is struggling really bad right now. Pitt is playing a little bit above expectation of what we were thinking. That defense for Pitt is going to get after it they're going to give Brown a hard time. Or if they play Garcia, they're going to give him a hard time. And there you just don't like outside of Restrepo, there's really no one at wide receiver that is going to step up. And Restrepo disappears at times, mainly because he's that only one that steps up a lot. So he gets focused on a lot more. And well, even if he's wide open, your quarterback has to hit him. And they missed that a few times too. And I mean, Miami still has a good defense. I think they can get after Pitt, but I mean, it's going to be a hard fought game. And I think I've kind of talked myself into Miami could possibly cover this because Pitt didn't put away Duke either when they should. have. Yes. So I think Miami can cover the six and a half. But I think Pitt wins this game and Pitt might be in charge of the game the entire time. It'll just be close at the end.
1: I have went back and forth on this game. Um, uh, it's fitting that it's the last game that I did in my picks, too, because it's the 8 o'clock primetime game. So, <laughs> it was the last one I got to. Most of the other games, I'm, I'm pretty solid with. Like, I feel like the statistics don't lie. They point to one team in most of these matchups. And uh, because of that, like this matchup, though, is just so close. And it's a rivalry game. A lot of people forget how much of a rival Miami and Pitt are to each other. And like you said, at home, you know, Pitt... Didn't seal the deal against Duke. Uh, they had plenty of opportunities, and remember, they threw a lot, a lot of turnovers. Duke could have won that game. The same scenario as Miami. Uh, Duke got three turnovers from Pitt in a row. Didn't even get a field goal. Yeah. So that's that's crucial. Like so, in that situation, like yes, the Pitt defense played great, but at the same time. Miami's going to get people open. Uh, yeah. There was receivers that just weren't getting open for Duke. But Miami has some receivers that I can get open. Yeah. So at that point, I, you know, at first I was leaning more towards Pitt. But you know what? I want to take Miami to upset Pitt. They're not just going to cover the six and a half. Miami's going to win the game, and they're going to get Bologel. They'll be 6-6. Six and six. They get to go to a bowl. They gave up the bowl last year. Remember the Manny and COVID, they gave it up. So uh, this is a team that uh, they, you know, with their new coach, they'll decide if they want to accept the bowl offer or not. But uh, I I see Miami winning this game and getting bowl eligible and
0: uh, giving the ACC another team to put in the bowls. Yeah, yeah. And As you mentioned, this is a rivalry that goes back into the Big East. I mean, there's two teams that, when it was the Big East, they battled it out quite a bit. So that, that, that's where some of the roots for that comes from. It's nice to see it on this weekend, you know, which Miami hasn't done very good against rivals so far this year. But <laughs> uh, it, it will be nice to see. Wait, is Mills' state a rival? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah they are now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, the the stands weren't full enough for that game to be a rivalry game. But But, going back to that game, Corey Brown,
1: uh, he has played better in standing in for Miami. Um, I don't think he's their answer quarterback, but at the same time, he's not making the mistakes that Van Dyke and Garcia made, and that's a big improvement. I mean, just... Just don't throw two or three
0: picks. And guess what? Miami has a chance to win some of these games. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think that's so much of a knock on Van Dyke. I think that Van Dyke's just been beat up so much this year. I still go back to that Florida state game. I don't know if maybe this is a discussion for a like off season discussion, but I kind of feel like the Florida state game that's on the coaches. He should have never played that game. You risk Van Dyke's career. By having him play in that game, you could tell that kid was not ready to play. He could barely lift his arm at times, and you're still having him do plays. Like I get it. These kids are going to tell you they're okay when they're not, and they're not kids. They're young men. But like these young men, they're going to tell you they're okay. Anybody's going to tell you that. They want to play, yeah. and this is an important game, and he's a good leader. He's a good quarterback, but you got you got to pay attention to that. Someone on your staff has got to say, look, he's not ready. He doesn't have that full motion. Yeah, and that would be something we definitely so, will discuss going in the offseason.
1: Yeah, uh, you already know uh, my feelings about the coaching staff at Miami. Oh yeah, I, I think yes, Chris Ball is a great recruiter, but Chris Ball's track record has also shown that he does not know how to make adjustments yeah. well in games, and uh, if unless he has an amazing staff that can do that for him. Uh, they're going to struggle. They're going to get the good talent in, but you're not going to keep, You're not going to win those matchups against bigger teams. And the best example I can give people is: if you want to see that as a Miami fan, you don't believe me. Go back and watch Oregon versus Utah last year. All right. Yes, they got dismantled by that Utah team. They turned around and played that same Utah team two weeks later. No change. The game almost played out the same exact yeah. way. Uh, yeah, Utah no adjustments, did. no changes. Yeah, they ran pretty much the same things. And guess what happened? Utah dismantled them the same way they did the first time they played. Yeah, I was say so Utah didn't even change their game plan
0: exactly. They didn't have to, and they
1: didn't uh, change a yeah. thing because Oregon didn't change a thing. So they're like, okay, yeah. well, don't even gotta
0: change the game plan because uh, they didn't change anything. Yeah, like you said, I mean, when when bowl games are done and Championships are all done and everything else. Yeah. Well, you know we're going to go back. We're going to review the season and we're going to talk about each of the teams and kind of break them down, see where they were, <laughs> see what we expect in the future. We're going to talk about the recruiting as well. We have an entire offseason to talk football. It's going to be great. Oh yeah. And, and, you know? and,
1: and as much as people want to talk about success, you want to talk about success of a guy, you have to also <laughs> accept the failures. And not only you bring up the time Van Dyke thing. Not only did that was that a bad move in game, probably cost them a shot of. Rashada probably saw that. Remember, he flipped the very next week. Do you think he flipped because of the way the game went? Or did he flip because he saw the way the quarterbacks were handled in the game? Yeah. He didn't like the constant switching back and forth. And that was something that deterred him from being like, huh. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be in a situation like that at quarterback. Yeah. So... That that those are the kinds of decisions that are important for recruiting. Something you call in a game you could decide a recruit that you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, that's another factor. So that's
0: why you know, as we discuss recruiting, we'll talk about things. Like yeah, that. Well, we'll 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 unveil. We'll we'll dig deep down into there. We'll give you that full fill because we'll have a full off season. We'll have a full season next year. Nothing but the ACC guys. A little bit of jolly and jolly to make your day. Uh, so we're gonna take we're actually gonna do our bowl predictions as well but go ahead and take a moment and check us out on Twitter we cover a lot of the games especially on the Saturdays we'll do a review of the day or games that's happened throughout the week while the primetime game is on now here lately the game's been pretty much over with by the time we jump on and do our Twitter space but We do cover it on there. We do a couple of spaces each week. Steve's very active getting stuff up there. You can check it out at at, the ACC
1: guys. Jolly ACC. And then, of course, the DA ACC guys. Okay. Which, uh, when you pull us up, our handle is the ACC guys. ACC guys, uh, yeah. So check us out on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we know we'll continue to give you guys up-to-date scores of the ACC games. We're trying to keep that discussions going during the games, and and we're gonna eventually we start doing some uh, instant reactions to games as well. Yeah. Uh, if it's not both of us together, then it'll be one of us, uh, you know, or both of us just doing individually on our twitters, doing yeah. some quick reactions. I mean, those would be great, uh, great little ways that I like, just keep you guys informed of uh, what we're thinking, how how. And then maybe get some quick opinions on what y'all are thinking as far as the games. but uh, definitely you're right, you know make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button and uh, hit that like button and follow us for more content as we continue to provide you guys with some of the best news in the ACC.
0: You know, most definitely. and you can always follow me as well at whom the four. There's an explanation for that but I'm not going to give it to you. You have to figure it out yourself and I also stream sometimes as well. I'll do tier listings. I'll talk some college football with you. And, uh, I pretend to simulate cleaning things cause I can't do it in real life. Apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go ahead and, uh,